You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Paul Melchore, operating partner at Tribes and co-author of the book Selling the Cloud. How are you doing today, Paul? Oh, Arlene, I'm doing fantastic. It's just, uh, it's been a great uh, 2020, a little up and down, <laughs> but uh, I call this the, the, the year of resilience. So, and I believe that's chapter 12. So this is definitely one where you have to have resilience. Absolutely, resilience. It's almost true. You know, we've got a month and a half to go. We've got Christmas on the way, Thanksgiving, we'll, yeah. we'll be fine. So- I hope so. Yeah, so today we will be, we will be talking about your recently launched book, uh, Selling the Cloud. But before we go into that conversation, it would be great if you could introduce yourself in more detail to our audience and also kind of tell us a little bit more about your 25 plus years. Sorry about that. It's, 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 it's probably for like a long time. Uh, a career in, in software sales. Yeah, so Arlie, 25 years would be good. It's probably more like 35, but I like the oh my God, 25 sorry. plus is better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, actually started, you know, almost 30 years ago, right here in Philadelphia, where I spend most of my time born and raised here, when a uh, small company called Systems Applications and Data Processing came from Germany to the U.S., formerly known back then as SAP. Now, of course, it's SAP. So I was one of the first employees there. So Sometimes I always say it's better to be lucky than good. And I started, you know, working with them as one of the first employees here in Philadelphia and here in the U.S. And in 1990, it was, uh, you know, just a concept and idea. By 1997, we were kind of a worldwide phenomenon. And, you know, I just happened to be swept up in that uh, opportunity and was running uh, the global uh, sales efforts and um, great opportunity to leverage that experience to go to a startup in Silicon Valley, which was my first tour of duty there at uh, Ariba. Uh, and then we went public. And if you remember back in the dot-com era and early 2000s, 2001, it was just fantastic. And then, you know, 2001, it wasn't fantastic. And we went from 3,800 people to 800 people. So really challenging times through that, what we called nuclear winter. And Eventually, we survived, got it back up, and sold it to SAP in 2012. I thought I was going to go into private equity, and I did. And within about three months, they, they kind of said, okay, you're doing great. We want to put you in as president of, a, of an operating company called iPipeline, and actually spent a lot of time over in London as well. Did that for a little over three years. And then I said I was going to go back and do PE, and then my old boss called me from Reba and went to Anaplan, and we took them public in 2018. And Finally, in 2019, I, you know, I said, okay, I'm done operational activities and I'm going to go work for a P firm and work with a bunch of very uh, young, exciting companies really in, in Europe and in, in the U.S. here and having a great time doing it. You know, I spend most of my time here in Philadelphia. When the weather gets a little chilly, uh, right around now, I start moving down to South Florida uh, where the weather's a little nicer. And uh, yeah, I have four children ranging from uh, 29 to 14. So pretty busy guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I've only got two kids, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, four. Four is uh, the 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 just the number scares me a little bit. So so well done. For that. <laughs> I, I have two wives, so it makes it a little easier. I do oh, like work. <laughs> All right. So so Paul, you you and Mark uh, Petruzzi 
recently launched your, your new book called Selling the Cloud. Uh, I think the, the, the underline is a playbook for success in cloud software and enterprise sales. So obviously we, we, we do a lot of that at Operatics. Uh, we help a lot of clients in, in that space, but you know, we also in the book, you are sharing your, your key methods, uh, what you've refined, what you've identified, uh, and, and, and over the last 25 years to become like a sales leader in that space. But what I'd like to understand before we even get started and go into the details is what actually motivated you to, to write this book and what are the key topics that you are covering just, just for the, you know, for the, mm -hmm. for the interest of the audience? Yeah, you know, the motivation is interesting, Arlene. My, my mom has been telling me for 10 years or 20 years, maybe, you should write a book with all your experiences, you know, you know, operating in all these different global venues with these large companies and learn so much, obviously, over those years. And, and I just really wasn't motivated, but I did start to write kind of a notebook down of what I called key topics and areas that I thought would be helpful to eventually put in a book. And then I, I knew Mark Petruzzi when we first started. I was at SAP. He was at Deloitte. And, um, you know, we, we remained friendly and then we kind of lost track. And then I ran into him early on in my Anaplan career in like 2016, 17. And the first thing he said to me is, is you know, Paul, all your experiences, you should write a book. And I said, Mark, you sound like my mom, you know. Uh, and, and, it, and he just said, no, no, you know, you, you have so, all these experiences. You have all this information in your head. If you could put it into into words. And I said, well, you want to help me? And he says, I absolutely do. So that was kind of the motivation for it. And then we started thinking about all the books that are out there, Arlene, and there's just so many business process and sales process and tips and tricks and methodologies. And, and honestly, they're all kind of the same and just thousands of different variations. And I said, well, the last, one, the last thing I want to do is do something like that. So we wanted to kind of look at what would the key topics be that can really appeal to a very large uh, audience, those that you know, literally would be very new to sales or the selling profession, or even not in the profession thinking about it, or somebody who's a 30 plus year veteran like myself. And so we, we thought about putting this holistic playbook together that everyone could get value from. And then some of the key topics we wanted to focus on, you know, not really the tactical aspects of selling, because there's plenty of books out there, but kind of the soft stuff, what, what are the things that the characteristics of a successful sales professional? And it is a profession. So what, what is it that every day when you get up, the mindset, the trust, some of those key areas that are in the book that we kind of focus on and then we drill down on to, to, to make sure people understand that these are the things that make up this ideal sales professional. And, you know, are you good at these things? Can you be better at some of these topic areas? And so I think it really comes down to understanding what it is that makes, you know, especially enterprise selling successful, because I think sales is a very broad profession, but when you get into enterprise, especially cloud-based selling, uh, it, it just is a different level, kind of like the Champions League, I like to say, in football out. Yeah, that's the, you know, it's, it's the Champions League, but I think, you know, the, the reason why I think your, your book is relevant and the, the playbook is relevant in that space is because you just look at industry events, cloud events, you know, I remember two, you speak about 2000, I started really to get to those events in 2008, 2010 myself, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I'm not at the 25 plus year yet, but I know <laughs> at some point, at some point we, we, 
Maybe I will write a book as well when I get there. But, um, <laughs> you know, I remember going to places like the Moscone Center uh, in California, in, in San Francisco. And, you know, you see like maybe 100, 150 vendors. You go back to the same stuff this year or last year or whatever, we've seen it this mm -hmm. year. You have 800, 1,500. And, and I guess my point here, Paul, is that with volume must come mediocrity. You know, because I think you've got, you've got, you've got enterprise sales from my perspective is you don't have a playbook for it. You don't have a, a, a blueprint for it. You don't have a, a, a school for it. You know, you can't do an MBA of enterprise sales. You can't do an M, a, a master or a bachelor in enterprise sales. You know, you don't see those guys coming out of school on a, on a conveyor belt, you know, ready to go with their tie on and their <laughs> briefcase under the arm, right? So, and, and, and that's, and I know it's a big issue because, you know, you spoke about PE as well. You spoke about all those things. So all that community that are investing millions in, in, in software startups or uh, cloud startups. And, you know, when they invest money, they need to recruit 20, 30, 40 enterprise sales guys and worldwide as well. And, you know, I think the offer is much lower than the demand. So I think, you know, I think almost a, a, a playbook, some sort of a, of, of a blueprint that you could use to potentially get ideas and get people to become good or get people to, to, to educate themselves and probably change the way they are doing is very important. And I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, Arlene, I cannot agree more. And I think that was really, a, you know, you talk about the inspiration for the book. If you think about, you go to universities now, um, there's not a lot of curriculum in these universities you know, forget about enterprise selling, just selling in general, right? I mean, you know, there's a marketing curriculum, but it's really teaches you very different things than, and it does not prepare you to go into selling, let alone enterprise selling. And you had mentioned the, the supply and demand and Marsconi Center is a great epicenter in San Francisco. If you think about Salesforce, you know, in the early days, it was this tiny little company. Now it takes over an entire city. Yeah. And, you know, literally there's just thousands and thousands of companies that are, are tied to that ecosystem that also require these kinds of, of selling uh, professionals. And I remember, you know, back many years ago when companies like Xerox and IBM and ADP and others would, would put a lot of money into training sales professionals right out of college or university. There really isn't those types of companies anymore that are investing in, in this new set of salespeople. You know, they're coming out and they're on their own and, you know, maybe they get two or three weeks of training at a company and then that's it. So they don't go into the, to the market with that playbook. And I think if we can help get people jump-started and, if, you know, help them be more effective more quickly, uh, the, time, the time that it takes for them to be successful, to start to sell, to start to get that success, if we can accelerate that time to value, if you will, it, it makes a big impact on the, these companies, especially these small mid-sized companies that are really trying to grow. And, and I think this is why, you know, this playbook, if you will, is, is just so critical at this time. So coming to the people, and I'm, I, that's what I'm really interested in, because I think, you know, the, the key characteristic, and I guess ultimately what I'd like to understand, I will go with my question first, because I had prepared a question for you. Uh, but what I'd like to understand, I'd like to understand if we could pretty much get anyone to become a good enterprise salesperson in, in the cloud space, enterprise you know, cloud sales. But be, be, before I go there, um, 
in one of the chapter, you, you highlight key characteristics that help sell people to thrive, okay? And that's uh, empathy, uh, authenticity, uh, creativity, resilience. And we spoke about resilience, chapter 12, I believe. Um, but can you please develop on those characteristics to start with? And, and also, maybe in, in, in that response to the, the question or, or, or on, a, on a side note, do you think anyone can become a good cloud enterprise salesperson? Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, there are some characteristics that you're born with, but I think all of these elements that uh, you just mentioned and I'll dwell, dwell in, you know, you can learn them and, and you can refine them and you can perfect them. So I always felt that sales is a profession that if you have a common, you know, baseline for it, you can either become a great salesperson or, or terrible. So it's not something like you're born in sales, but I think, you know, now athletics, you probably have to be born with that athletic skill yeah. to get into the Champions League. I think in sales, as long as you have these things in you and you, you strive to perfect them, you know, and I'll go through a few. I mean, empathy, especially in today's selling environment, Arlen, you know, you have to put yourself in your customer's mindset. And if you don't, you're really not going to be effective in this personal selling. Even today that we're not face-to-face, -face, you can still have empathy for your customer. And, and when I say customer, it's the individual you're selling to, not necessarily the company. Because those people move from place to place. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many people over 30 plus years I've sold to three, four, five times at four or five different companies. So if you have that empathy and you can develop it, and you're authentic, authenticity is so important today. The buyers are so much more advanced than they were years ago. You know, people have said, oh, sales has come such a long way. I think people have underestimate that the buyers, and obviously being at Ariba for so long, we train buyers in the buying software. They just have gotten so much more effective at, you know, how they operate. And their need for salespeople is much different than it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago where it was for a source of information. Now they click on the internet and they get more information. They probably know more about your company as a buyer than you do as the seller. So authenticity is, is so important and the buyers see right through you. You know, another thing too, I talk about creativity. You know, there are these playbooks and even with an amazing playbook uh, like Selling the Cloud, you still have to be creative because each one of these companies is, is different. The way they buy is unique. That people are unique in these environments. And so I always say that, you know, you can have all these sales methodologies, all, all these playbooks, but at the end of the day, if you have a good uh, high EQ, I call it, not IQ, but EQ, and you're creative, uh, then I think you could be very successful in the complex world of selling. And, and last but not least, it is the last chapter, but I talk about resilience. And, and, and this is not a nine to five job. Right. And if you think sales is nine to five, then probably not going to be successful in any kind of selling. You know, as a salesperson, we hear no a lot more than we hear yes. And it's very challenging. I mean, it's depressing, right? You go into work every day and, you know, you don't have success every day. So it's, it's very difficult. And if you look at, you know, the best sports teams in the Champions League, you know, they really do have that resilience. And that's what differentiates the winners from the losers. And I think that is even more important, especially today. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think we, 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 uh, we do the beginning of the process 
And even in the beginning of the process, you know, we have a, we have a fair amount of um, for revenue as a company that is coming from helping enterprise salespeople, mainly in the cloud, to identify mm -hmm. pipeline opportunity, to identify opportunities, basically opening the door to those individuals mm -hmm. to start the sales process. Mm -hmm. And even in that setup, you know, I think one of the one of the one of the the the, the key uh, the key element is really the as you you're right the persistence and the resilience, but a persistence based on curiosity and genuine curiosity, not a persistence being the guy who right. just always pester mm -hmm. you and absolutely want to get to the next steps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Genuine curiosity and an individual that actually are convinced themselves that, and I guess that's the, that's the empathy and the authenticity. Well, exactly. they are convinced themselves that that solution that they are bringing to market is should be a fit for that customer, right? You've got to be, you've got to be in the mindset, I believe to sell something. You need to believe in your product. You need to believe in the solution. You need to believe that what you are doing is changing the world. You know, it's, it's a cliche, right, to say that. But I guess, mm -hmm. I guess this is so important because if you don't believe in what you are doing, if you don't believe it's, a, you take the analogy of sport, quite, uh, you know, Champions League and all that. Let's say, let's say you are, um, you are a boxer, you know, and you're just about to you're just about to step in that ring in Las Vegas. Millions of people watching on TV, <laughs> uh, millions of people paying a fortune. Celebrities on the first on the first row, they are looking at you. You know, you're not gonna go on that ring thinking that the other guy will destroy you. You can't. You've got to be convinced that you will win. And I think you know that that that's that's really. I mean, I think with empathy, authenticity, creativity, and resilience, that's why it's not the resilience actually starts from my perspective before the process. Is how do you prepare yourself to go and get there? Um, I, I did believe, and and I did uh, uh, technically in my in my uh, in my study a management degree, like a business school, if you will, in France, and I did believe that you know good salespeople are people that can speak. You know, they can charm you. As they speak, you know, and um, mm -hmm. and and what I realize is that actually good salespeople are the ones that listen. You know, it's the one that can have a good mm -hmm. opener, get people to speak, get a topic going, and then ask wide open questions so people start speaking about their issues. And then it's the doctor. So once you know about the issue, you want to push a little bit on the pain and say, hey, maybe I've got a pill, but I'm not sure my pill will work for you, but maybe we can do something with my pill and that stuff. And then you may have some plasters coming from the services that you can bring and some other people around. And then you end up in that solution type of selling type of thing. And I do believe it's an art. And actually, as we are speaking, I was thinking maybe it would be a business idea to actually create a sales university. I'm sure there is some already. But imagine that because I still believe and, and speaking with clients and, and looking at what's happening in the market and looking at some people being recruiting or moving from companies to companies. I do believe that the actual real, fantastically good salespeople, they either get rich too quickly, and then they don't really need to work anymore, you know, because you, you get you get good reward in sales, or, or or you've got the average one that you know may do like eighteen months, two years in a job, and then move to the other one, and then move to the other one, and then move to the other one. Um, but I I do believe that there is there is there is a shortage. Uh, and uh, and of course the playbook is is very useful here. Now, I would like to speak to you about the future, right? So uh, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I, and I'm just mindful of speaking about the future after 2020. You know, 
it's it's been so it's like well really are we gonna plan again are we gonna take again of trying to plan something and then take a massive slap across the face but i'm gonna go with it anyway uh, what, what are your predictions for the the enterprise cloud sales market in the next five to ten years well funny if you can predict the next five to ten minutes you yeah. can be in las vegas at the casino and and, and predicting uh, the winners it's been pretty crazy, but I think it's easy to, to see where this is going in the next five to 10 years. Because if you think about the last five to 10 years, you saw a, a lot of trends you know, towards the, where we are today. Uh, now with this 2020 COVID situation, all those trends were just accelerated, right? I mean, everyone was doing online with Amazon and Alibaba and things like that, but it got accelerated because you couldn't go to the stores, they were closed. So if you see that in the business consumer world, same thing in the business to business environment as large financial institutions, large corporate companies, uh, global enterprises were moving off of their on-premise systems into cloud-based software. They were doing it in a, call it a uh, piecemeal approach. Maybe take this one division or this application or this area. And then all of a sudden in the past five months, we've had acceleration it, like, like we didn't have in the past five years. So I see that this acceleration that was happening over the past decade or so is not only is it going to happen over the next five to 10 years, I believe all of those areas will be accelerated. And I think that transition will bring, you know, a lot more opportunities to, to cloud-based companies and, and talk about the shortage you, you're, you're mentioning. It's even going to get worse, right? So your supply and demand, which is already bad, if you're looking at the supply side not being there and the demand being very high, demand's only gonna increase and accelerate. And then how do we get the supply? And that's why I think books like Sell in the Cloud at least help prepare a better supply base of, of good enterprise salespeople to come into the market because I think this market is gonna really uh, continue to accelerate. And if you look at the stock market per se, you know the, the cloud-based companies, the technology companies, the AI and artificial intelligence or machine learning companies, data companies, security companies, all of those firms, uh, of course, Zoom, which we're on now, or you know, my old company, DocuSign, that I many years, they're experiencing just you know, enormous growth uh, and accelerated growth because of the new normal or next normal that we're seeing. So I anticipate the next five to 10 years to be just that dramatically more productive for these cloud-based companies, anyone around big data, data integrity, data security, artificial intelligence, machine learning, any, any ability to take legacy applications that have traditionally worked in an on-premise environment or that were kind of hosted in the cloud, but they're, I call them the fake cloud, uh, those will be either disrupted very rapidly or new cloud offerings will come in and, and take over. So I just see this as a uh, early stages of a much more rapid acceleration into enterprise cloud software. So it's a great time to be in our business for sure. Yeah, yeah, and no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Lots of good things happening. So why not? And maybe we should develop about that uh, that idea of university for salespeople. Yeah, I like I like that idea. I'd love to go back to college. <laughs> so thanks for that, Paul. Um, it, it was obviously great to to chat with you today. Now, if, if, if anyone of our audience wants to, to get hold of the book, 
if they want to pursue the conversation with you, get in touch with you, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what, what's the best way to, to, to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm uh, at paul at stripes.co, C-O, not com, just C-O, and uh, be happy to you know reach out and, and assist uh, any of your listeners in any way. And, uh, you know, on Amazon, um, Selling the Cloud, it's one of the top sellers. And uh, I just would invite all of your listeners to go check it out, you know, download it to the Kindle. You know, we ship it all over the world now. And uh, soon we'll have the Audible version for, you know, the uh, the runners and the folks that like to drive people around. Like me. The people like you. Want, yeah. Yeah, people who don't want, to, don't want to read at the weekend because they're just, you know, eating too many emails during the week and too much, too much content. Exactly. Yeah. Now that makes yeah. sense. I'd love, I'd love to get the audible version definitely and, uh, and have another go through it. So I'm, as I'm soon as it's available, I will make sure you're the first again. There you go. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Look, it was great to have you on the show today. So thank you so much for coming, Paul. It's much appreciated. Thank you, Arlie. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.